welcome back to the Miramich podcast. I hope you all are doing well. I am not doing well because I got very limited hours of sleep last night. We got hit with like a storm, snowstorm mix, um, and the the trees outside of my window were like, I don't know if it's the trees actually, but something was just like making a lot of noise and I was having a really hard time sleeping and I'm still so tired right now but I thought I need to do this podcast today because tomorrow is Christmas Eve and then Christmas and then I need to upload this on hopefully Monday so hopefully you're hearing this on the 26th if not sorry (laughs) um but yeah so just to let you guys know I am functioning off of very limited hours of sleep And I might be a little spacey today, but that's why I chose an easy-to-talk-about topic, which is best and worst of 2022, or just a 2022 year in review. But before we do that, I want to tell you guys about the sort of headspace I've been in and the dream I had. And I think the dream is more interesting, so I'll start there. So I had this dream, basically, that... Um, it was a dance performance, and I have these sorts of dreams all the time, dance performances, even still now. And I was with my friend, my best friend, Katie, who's been on this podcast before, and we were getting ready to do our lead, our lead, um, performance, or basically, like, our solo-ish. So, we were together, so I guess it was more like a, a group lead, and apparently I had left all my costumes at home. So unfortunately I had to scramble about and ask people around for costumes. I was like, Katie, can I wear your costume? Turns out we're in the same show, so no. Um, I asked a bunch of other people, all from my dance studio, and they were like, no, sorry, no, this doesn't fit you, it's not the right color, blah, blah, blah. Till finally I got the right costume. Then, because usually at our dance studio, we have leads that have lines because our shows are like stories, basically like little plays almost. So I didn't know my line. So right before we went on, I was like, Katie, Katie, what's my line again? What's my line? And it was something, you know, made sense in my dream. But coming out today with a hindsight, it was nonsense and I can't really remember what it said. But I was like, okay, what's my line? What's my line? Here we go. Then I went on stage, said some other lines, which I hadn't known. And I guess I was just improving or something. And then it came to the point where it was time for me to say my line that I had just learned two minutes ago before we went on stage. And I forgot or I stumbled. I was thinking and I blinked in the moment. So I messed up my line. Then we did our dance, and I was wearing a red costume. Katie was also wearing a red costume to start, but by the time she got on a stage, she was wearing a silver costume. So anyways, there were the red and the silver dancers. We were all dancing in a group, and I was supposed to follow the rest of the red dancers. But there were parts in the dance where I couldn't see. There was this part where we were doing jazz squares, and I was doing the jazz square wrong. I was doing right, left, right, left, stepping in a square, which is how you're supposed to do jazz square. Then 
I looked to the left or to the right. My brain, sorry. And the person next to me is doing a jazz square right, left, left, right. And they're mouthing it to me because, like, they don't want me to mess up. But I've been doing the jazz square completely wrong. We've done, like, five jazz squares on stage wrong. Then we did this part where, basically, it's kind of like, you know, like, whack-a-mole. So we're going, like, up and down and up and down. And the silvers are supposed to go up when the reds go down and vice versa. But I can't see what's going on. And obviously, I don't know the dance for some reason. So the silvers are going up. I'm, like, peeking my head up to see what the red dancers are doing. And I end up just, like, messing up the whole thing. That's kind of where the dream ends. But I just thought, what a dream. What a really indicative of I feel like I always have these dreams when I'm stressed out or having a bad time because this type of situation this scenario is my worst nightmare and when I had lead roles in dance I was always like shaking in my boots or shaking in my jazz shoes more accurately and just so nervous I would mess something up and especially in a group dance it's very obvious so anyways, that was my dream. Um, just thought it'd be fun to share. I also, next year, talking about the new year, I want to keep a dream journal. And some of my friends who were in psych class did this. And I think it could be fun. I think, you know, like, your dreams supposed to tell you about yourself subconscious. So that would be interesting. And my eyes are closed right now because I'm so tired. Okay. So, you might be wondering, why were you so stressed out? What made you have that weird dream? Basically, I redownloaded Instagram on my phone to be able to post stories to Miramich Pod, the podcast Instagram. Because I missed, you know, when you have Instagram on the laptop or on the computer, it's just not the same because... I don't know if you can post stories from there. I don't think you can. And it just, it's not as user-friendly on the laptop. So I downloaded all my phone again so I could, you know, easily post and interact and, you know, do stories and stuff. And I kind of want to grow my podcast Instagram. And while on the Instagram, I was really curious about people in my life and like what they were up to. And really, I was curious to see, like, what was going on with everyone. Now, this is already a slippery slope because every time I do kind of like a deep dive rabbit hole into people's lives, I get really insecure about my own life and what's going on and I just end up not having a good time. But I guess you can see where this is going because I did end up doing a deep dive. I ended up seeing some things that just, like, in the current state of my life where I'm in right now were just not helpful and made me feel insecure and just really, I think, made me jealous and therefore ruined my day. In that, when I get jealous, I, I'm not very easily able to come out of it. And that's a really, you know, toxic behavior on my own. But I think it's good that I'm self-aware at least. But when I am jealous, I do think it it makes me more upset because then I feel bad for being jealous. And I talked about this all on my jealousy episode a year ago. But that's definitely where I am and what happened to me. And then I was just in a terrible mood the entire rest of the day. So 
I um yeah I don't know I was actually contemplating re-downloading a personal Instagram for myself because I thought you know maybe I'm at the time in my life where I can re-download it and interact in a positive way you know I've been off it for a year so I think maybe I could give it a go again but that experience it just I don't have the self-control when it comes to like deep diving and until I get that self-control I I don't want to tempt myself and the only reason I would want Instagram anyways is to be able to talk and see what's going on in my friends lives especially after we all go to college but I don't know if I'm at that place yet so yeah that was that was kind of what put me in a bad mood and I think gave me that weird dream okay so thank you guys for listening to my life now on to what we're all here to do, which is talk about our year in review. So 2022 was a turbulent year for me. I feel like I went through a lot of changes. Some were forced onto me. Some were changes of my own will, of my own volition. But all in all, I think it's been an okay year. Definitely some lows not sure there were some highs as well but I went through a loss this year of one of my pets so that was really difficult for me and it's really hard to kind of separate that moment in my life from all the good stuff and all the rest of it because it feels like that kind of colored my year so yeah in in summary not the best year don't know if I've ever had a best year, but I wasn't down in the dumps forever, and I think I'm coming out of it in a relatively medium to okay place. So, that was my quick year in review. I've noticed every single year I do a year in review, and I'm always, like, reflecting on myself, you know, trying to get introspective. I'm not really sure if I want to completely do that this year just because I think I'm a little bit in a fragile state as in I literally might cry if I start trying to be too introspective. So I want to talk more about what I've done this year and I want to talk about the media I've consumed and see how it reflects on my year in general and so we're doing a best and worst of 2022 media, my podcast, activities, stuff like that. Because I think that right now I really just need that a little bit of happiness in my life. And I love talking about books and stuff and all the rest. So first we're going to start with Mirror Image. So best episode and worst episode of my choosing. Now, I do have a best and worst performing episode, but I feel like that's not that accurate because my best episode in terms of how many plays or downloads was made at the beginning of the year. My worst episode was the one from last week, which only has like 10 or so plays, but that's because it was from last week. Um, so, I'm not going to really judge that, but I wanted to do best and worst content wise and that I think are meaningful and that I really enjoyed making for the best and then the worst um I haven't not enjoyed making any of my podcasts but there are some that I reflect on and I'm like 
I don't know if if my opinion there, my take, my perspective was really the best one or I, I think maybe I'm being a little bit reductive in some areas. But anyways, let's talk best episode. My personal best episode this year of Mirror Image Season 3 is episode 45, Performing and Perceiving. I talked about what it means to kind of perceive other people through our own lens and how our perceptions of others are just basically biases that we build up and then our performances or how we act are similarly you know not how we truly want to act we put our perceptions into our performances and vice versa and all just like this idea that you know who is your true self and what are you showcasing to other people who is other people's like true selves and what is your perception of them so I really enjoyed that conversation. I think about it a lot and also as it relates to social media. It's one of the big reasons why I wanted to get off social media because I felt like it was such a performance and I just wanted to explore that deeper. So I really enjoyed that episode. And yeah, so I, def- I do want to talk more about maybe like performance and coolness, like aesthetics, you know, all this kind of like building a brand or something. It just interests me in a way that I think is so personal because I've definitely been at points in my life where I thought, oh yeah, I definitely want to build my own aesthetic or build my brand or whatever. And I still do kind of, but like, what is, like, what is that? Like, just go live your life, you know? Like, why do you need to have an aesthetic to everything? Why do you need a brand? Definitely a very complicated matter, but one that I enjoy talking about and enjoyed making a podcast episode about so there you go episode 45 performing and perceiving my personal favorite episode of the year and my worst episode of the year i think my worst episode of the year is episode 52 plastic surgery and changing your appearance i think that i didn't come in with very much nuance and i think i might have been quite reductive to people who have undergone plastic surgery or cosmetic surgery and I just think well I do stand by that I am not a fan of plastic surgery or changing your appearance in that way because I think you know your body is sort of a vessel to get you through life and having dealt with body image issues and you know like not liking what I saw in the mirror or whatever thinking that oh maybe you should go change that about yourself instead of just accepting that this isn't really that important you know it's just kind of something that I find kind of icky or you know just not something I really enjoy but I think that I came in with a really harsh stance and I wasn't probably being very considerate to the reasons why people get plastic surgery and in another life I think I could be someone who would consider getting plastic surgery, and I feel like I definitely have. I've thought about, like, getting double eyelid surgery, but that was when I was really young. I've never considered it seriously, but I think in another life, in another circumstance, I could definitely be someone who thought that this was the only option. So I don't think that my take was particularly nuanced and was a little reductive, but... 
I wouldn't trash the episode. I don't think it's terrible. I just think that my opinion has changed. So I just think that that is my personal worst episode of the year because of the way that I approached the topic. And looking back, I can kind of reflect on, oh, maybe this wasn't really what I truly meant to express and communicate. Alright, so in the spirit of podcasting, I'm assuming if you're listening to this podcast, you also like to listen to podcasts in general, so I want to give my best and worst podcasts of the year. And actually, I'll just start off by saying that I don't have a worst podcast of the year. Um, my worst podcast of the year is my own because I have zero consistency. Um, but yeah, so I guess this will just be my favorite podcast of the year. Number one favorite podcast of the year that I discovered this year, but is probably my most listened to podcast ever, is Goes Without Saying by Sefi and Wing. This is a, it's sort of like a chatty podcast talking about all sorts of topics, mental health, body image, productivity, you know, just living your life, being a woman. I just love Sefi and Wing's voices. I love their friendship. They're two, like, I think they're in their 20s friends who live in the UK, and I love their accents. And they make so many, like, they're so funny, but also really introspective and have really great opinions on things. And I feel like they've lived so many experiences and have so much experience doing things and really interesting outlooks on life and situations that they've been in. And, you know, they have a lot of wisdom for their age. And they make really funny jokes about Harry Potter. They, like, quote Harry Potter. And it's just such a good podcast. It's so... It's like... Like, I wish that I could talk to them and, like, be friends with them and have conversations in that way because they just have so many, like, great opinions and just good ideas and are very, like, you know, thoughtful and nuanced. So I love their podcast. It helped me get through tough times in my life so yeah really good podcast goes without saying my favorite podcast of the year and I hope to be like them a little bit with mirror image my second favorite podcast of the year is the dropout this is the podcast mini series thingamabobber about Elizabeth Holmes and Theranos one of my favorite not favorite. Favorite sounds like it's good. One of the most intriguing stories I've ever heard. I, okay, this is gonna sound bad, but I love listening to stories about fraud. <laughs> like, the recent stories about FTX and Sam Bankman Freed, just so interesting to me, and Elizabeth Holmes is so interesting to me. I don't know, I think I'm always a little bit cynical towards, like, startups, Silicon Valley, you know, all this tech stuff that when I hear about it, kind of being a fraud, it's like confirmation for me, confirmation bias, but um, no, it's just really interesting and definitely a great real story if you, there's a Hulu series too 
I haven't watched it, but it's based off the podcast, I think, and the real-life events. The podcast is the journalism covering the real-life events of Elizabeth Holmes, who basically defrauded a bunch of people. She had this company called Theranos that said, with one drop of your blood, we can test you for, like, a bunch of diseases, and it's going to revolutionize healthcare. It was a scam, though. So, basically, everyone is, like, wondering, why did she keep going? Um, what were her intentions, really? She got charged just a couple months ago, I think, but I don't remember with what. She's definitely going to prison, though, but just really interesting overall. Maybe, like, a cautionary tale, especially for young people who have a lot of ambition. I feel like this these stories are always a, a really, really good reminder to just, like, not cut corners and be very forthcoming and very honest. Another podcast that I really enjoyed is The Trojan Horse Affair. This is another journalism, um, investigative journalism podcast. It's about this, what was it? It was like in Birmingham Public Schools in the UK. There was this letter, this like mysterious letter published that was saying like this group, extremist group, wanted to kind of infiltrate public schools and it was supposedly written by an Islamic extremist group that was trying to put extremist teachers into positions of power. But really what they uncovered was that this was probably made by uh, a teacher who was unhappy with how she was being treated. And so it was just a really interesting piece of journalism um really well done very captivating and i just really enjoyed listening to it you know i think my podcast preference kind of shifts sometimes it's like i love listening to girls just talk about mental health and just their lives and then sometimes i'm like i love investigative journalism like i feel like those are my two sides so yeah those are my favorite podcasts of the year goes without saying the trojan horse fair and the dropout now let's talk about my favorite books of the year. So I actually read two of my favorite books of the year in December. And those are If We Were Villains and The Cloisters. I talked about If We Were Villains on the last episode, so I won't go into too much detail. But basically it's a story about a group of theater kids, thespians if you will, who are studying at this like arts college this secluded arts college and they basically kind of play the same roles all the time like they're typecast and in turn they kind of bring those typecastings into the real world but when their casting gets shuffled around some people get cast differently it kind of brings about a lot of tension in the group and there ends up being a murder one of the friends dies basically and the rest of the story is the rest of the friend group dealing with it then knowing that they're all maybe a little bit guilty in what happened but also you don't know what actually happens until the very end and it's all told from this perspective of one of the friends who got sent to prison and this is like him reflecting on what happened even though he didn't actually commit the crime so really interesting well written just 
really good book, very secret history-esque, very dark academia. Next, The Cloisters. This is a book for art history nerds. I am one of those nerds. This is a book about a girl who gets an internship or like a summer job at the Cloisters, the Met Museum's kind of one-off museum for medieval and early renaissance art i think it's that she kind of gets wrapped up in this um this curator's ambition to kind of collect tarot cards and kind of predict the future because he he has this idea that these tarot cards can actually predict the future kind of all this stuff she has like another associate curator that she works with there's a love interest who also works in the gardens at the cloisters and it's kind of all about her summer in New York with these people surrounded by all this beautiful art and history. And it's a really interesting read. Not like the best book I've ever read, but I think the story is so unique. There's also a death in this one. And this one is also very dark academia, secret history-esque. And I guess you can kind of tell that these are the books that I love to read. The next best book of the year is The Song of Achilles. I think I also already talked about this, but it definitely lives up to the hype. It is so good. I don't even want to explain it because I feel like everyone knows about it by now, but really, I went into it like, uh, I don't know if I'm going to like this. Really good. It actually made me cry, and I don't know if I've said this before, but it's really hard for me to cry at books. Movies cry all the time. Books rarely cry. This book made me cry. It's a really good story and not too Greek mythology heavy. Like, I didn't know too much about Greek mythology besides like Percy Jackson, and I was still able to understand this. Like, you don't have to have read the Odyssey or the Iliad to understand this. Like, you can just go into it blind pretty much. And my final favorite book of the year, which now I'm kind of rethinking about was it that good or not, but in the moment I really enjoyed it, is My Year of Rest and Relaxation. This book is kind of, in the moment, it was the type of book that I loved because it was all about ambiance. It was New York City, this girl living in her own apartment. She's kind of like depressed, slobby, and a mess, basically. She works in an art gallery. Basically, the plot of the story is that she's so depressed. She's had these traumatic events in her life, and she just wants to take a bunch of sleeping pills, go to sleep for a year, like hibernate for a year, and then come out the other side because she thinks it will renew her and she can be reborn from the situation. Anyways, really like slobby, messy, (laughs) zero plot story, but kind of in the best way possible. I would definitely compare the writing style to something like Sally Rooney, like particularly detached, which I did enjoy, but more so I think that I liked the kind of slobbiness of it, the the messiness and the dirtiness and how it was like, no, this is just like this is life and this is how people behave and especially people who are depressed because I think it's an accurate portrayal of that. So yeah, that is My Year of Rest and Relaxation by Otessa Moshvek. And now for the worst books of 2020. I have two. 
The first one is The Midnight Library by Matt Haig. I didn't finish this book. I didn't like it enough. I don't know. I thought it was too on the nose. I don't don't, don't know. I just didn't like it. It felt like too preachy, too life lesson-y. Almost in the same way that The Alchemist was. I didn't like how that was either. I felt like it's too obvious. You know, it was like too, too much of a life lesson story. Whereas I like a little bit more of a story with a messy plot and like bad characters. I don't want to be preached to because I think like I can figure that stuff out on my own. (laughs) As bad as that sounds, but like I don't want a book to just be telling me life lesson after life lesson. And that's kind of what and how I felt when I was reading it. So I just, I DNF'd it. I didn't finish it. But who knows? Maybe I will return to it. If you guys liked it, let me know because then I would try and make an effort to finish it. Another book, worst book of the year, is Her Body and Other Parties by Carmen Maria Macado, I think. I can't really remember right now, but this is a collection of short stories about, um, like, the female body and some retellings and kind of, like, just a little bit fairy tale-esque, a little bit... A, a lot of it feminist actually but I just didn't like it and I read like the first story it's just not for me and it was very kind of graphic in a way that I think like I wasn't ready for and just wasn't like good for me so I didn't finish it either I read like two short stories from the beginning and then I just decided it wasn't for me but for both of these books there is a type of person who will like it So, I don't want to say, like, these are horrible books. It's just, like, for my own personal reading taste, not it. As you can probably tell, I kind of, like, I like a good story story, except for my year of rest and relaxation. That's a separate thing. But I like a story with a death. (laughs) I like a mystery. I like a action. You know, something to keep the plot going. Okay, now we're going to do shows. So, best TV show I watched this year is Only Murders in the Building, starring Selena Gomez, Martin Shore, and what's Steve Martin. <laughs> I always, Steve Martin and Martin Shore, I always mix up because it's like Steve Martin Short, you know, like their names are the same, but whatever. Really good, funny, about a podcast, and a murder mystery, but not scary. And that's the thing for me, I don't like scary movies or shows that much because I'm a scaredy cat, but this one was funny. And I love the dynamic between Steve Martin, Martin Short, and Selena Gomez. I think it's really funny. Yeah, super good. Also set in New York City, so you love to see it. Worst show of the year, and I didn't really watch that many shows this year, but I'm currently watching the Gossip Girl reboot on HBO Max. I feel like, one, the cinematography is very good. It's very well shot in kind of, like, artistic ways, but I feel like it's very disjointed, and I feel like the narratives and the stories they're trying to push aren't always the best and the ones that people want to know about, and it doesn't have the same essence that the the old Gossip Girl had, I think, where it was like, you really had people that you really want to root for 
or relationships that you really want to keep going or like messy problems or whatever but i think in this season of gossip this reboot it's just like they have like a really messy problem and then it goes away and then they replace it with another one but there's no like connecting story throughout so i just i still watch it because i was so obsessed with original gossip girl and i just want to see how this one pans out and i do really like some of the storylines um but it's just out of the shows that i've watched this year it's probably the worst one so there you go worst by environment and lastly i want to do best and worst activities of the year so the best activity this year is podcasting podcasting is just such a good way for me to get my thoughts out and a really good way for me to connect when i podcast with my friends or guests or whatever i feel like i can really connect with them on a deeper level and it's really hard for me i think to kind of express my feelings and thoughts effectively especially to other people but having that microphone i don't know it just really helps me so that's my best activity of the year podcasting and especially podcasting with other people Although I don't enjoy editing as much because sometimes I have to listen to myself say um 500 million times and it is so beyond annoying, but I think I'm getting better, so it's getting more bearable. But God, when I was first podcasting, I would say um a million times and like, like um, so like um, and I ha- even had a script, like the first couple episodes I did were loosely scripted. And I still was like, um, so yeah, um, like, um, like, God. But now I'm getting better, I would hope. And my worst activity of the year is short form content YouTube Shorts, TikTok, Instagram Reels. Just so easy to get lost in the rabbit hole on these, these videos, and so addictive. The only short-form content that I really watch is food content. And even still, I think it desensitizes me to how much time and effort is required to actually make good food products. And, like, the video of someone cooking a entire sourdough loaf in 30 seconds is not accurate. Like, sourdough is... Sourdough loaf? What did I just say? Sourdough is hard to make. So I think I'm just quote-unquote desensitized to time and effort through short-form content and it is too stimulating to me I think. But I do, I also love, so I love cooking videos and I love get ready with me fashion videos but there's some content on YouTube that I watch that I know is bad for me and I know it's like killing my brain cells as I'm watching it and I'm still watching it. These are like random clips of people's podcasts, people doing interviews on the streets, all this stuff. I know it's like this is not good for me. Like there's no way this is good for me, but I'm still watching it because it's so addictive. So that's my worst of the year and I'm probably, probably, I'm gonna try to make an effort to watch less of that in the new year. Speaking of, I need to set New Year's resolutions for this year. I don't know if I talked about this. One of my New Year's resolutions is that I want to 
be able to drive on the highway. I have my driver's license, but I don't drive on the highway because I'm terrified of it. I've only ever done it a couple times, so I want to get better at that this year. Um, let's see, what else? I want to really establish a routine, um, kind of, like, function as my own adult. That would be really nice, too. I'm not sure what else, but those are, like, the kind of, like, the two main things I think about when I'm thinking about New Year's resolutions. Last year, I did a poll on how many of you guys set New Year's resolutions, and it was, like, I think 70% to, no, like, 80% to 20% in favor of yes you do set new year's resolutions i can't even remember my resolutions from last year so that's i need to be better about setting smart goals not like the word smart but like it's an acronym for something i don't even remember but we learned about it in like first grade i don't know what they stand for one of them is time t is for time a is for achievable i think i forget what the rest are yeah driving on the highway is something that i feel like i need to learn how to do quickly So, I feel like I'll be able to get that one accomplished. But with that, I think that brings a close to my last episode of 2022 and my last season three episode of Mirror Image. This episode, I think, will be either 56 or 57. So, I think that has been about 15 episodes in this season which pretty good, you know, I did take a break for school reasons and busy reasons, but I'm pretty proud of myself and I feel like I put out good, meaningful content this year and I'm so excited to be back here in January for season four. I basically categorize my seasons based on the year, so it's basically just year four of me podcasting, but yeah, thank you guys for listening Um, and I don't often say this, but if you like this episode, you can leave a review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, and you can follow me on Instagram, which I guess I'm trying to build now, at mirrorimagepod, and email me mirrorimagepod at gmail.com if you'd like. I also want to do a Q&A episode coming up, so if you have any questions, I'm going to open a question box on Spotify and also leave one on Instagram. And then if you have questions, you can leave those or you can email me or what have you. Only if you guys want. If you don't want a Q&A, that's totally fine. I'll just talk about my dreams <laughs> for another episode. All right. Thank you guys for listening. Have a happy new year and I'll see you see you next year. <laughs> Bye. Bye.